From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's Podcast Sunday Series, a show that highlights weekly reflections from Old St. Patrick's Church. You know, I've been noticing in the news and conversations that there's a lot of uh, cynicism, a new kind of cynicism in our world today. We don't trust those darn politicians. Those people talking about how we're supposed to social distance, they don't know what they're talking about. All these different, it's a kind of a negative energy out there. Even now, people complain, oh, the church, what are we doing, all these rules and regulations? And I think I want to invite you today to just kind of let that go and think about what God is wanting to say to us today, right? This is, these scriptures are perfect for the 4th of July weekend <laughs> and for the world that we live in right now. I want to focus on the gospel, but just let me say a couple things about those first two readings. The other day, I was taking a walk with a friend, a woman who grew up in the same world that I did. We all went to St. Giles Parish. We all had big families. We all knew each other. I was a classmate of her brother. She was a classmate of my sister. We were talking, and we just both said at the same time, man, we know some wonderful people, don't we? We grew up with some great families, some great people, some great communities. And you know what? The truth is, it's still here. So often we get caught up in the darkness and the negativity, and there's plenty to complain about. I mean, the racism that has come to light, again, needs to be addressed and named and called out. But that doesn't win the day. You know what wins the day? Today's second reading You and I, we have the Spirit of God within us. We are God's people, right? Get in touch with that Spirit. It's already there. It's not something we have to create or or discover. It's already in us. Let it be. Let it happen. And the first reading, too, from the book of the prophet Zechariah, it's an image, a vision of a king whose, whose desire is no more war. Do you notice that? What does it say? See, your king shall come to you, a just savior, meek and riding on an ass, not on a horse, not on a chariot, right? He'll banish the chariot and the horse. He shall proclaim peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Come on, we know this. The world is full of the goodness of God. Don't let the cynicism get to you. Don't let the anger and the, and the ugly politics of our country get in the way. God is alive. We are God's people. Come. Come unto me. I will make you a jewel, precious and rare, the glory you'll bear in the crown of God. You know, I love today's gospel reading. It's the same reading we use every year on the Feast of St. Francis, the greatest saint who ever lived. All right, I'm a little biased. (laughs) And it's a powerful message, really. I just want to focus on two things. Listen to what it says. And you've heard this many times, right? Father, Lord of heaven and earth, to you I offer praise because what you've kept hidden from the learned and the clever, you reveal to the merest children. You know, whenever I read that, I have to cringe a little bit because the truth is, I fall more into the category of the learned and the clever, or at least I think I do, than, than, the, than the merest children. But I think the, the message really turns the tables upside down. 
I mean, think about all the times you've learned lessons from children or from the poor or from the, the people who are powerless in the world. <laughs> Let me give you an example. Years ago, I was a pastor on the South Side. It was a big parish with mostly Latino, mostly Mexican people and a small number of Polish people. And it was a, 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 a good tension, let's say, between those two cultures. <clears throat> well, there was a Polish priest who came to work there. He was a Franciscan like me, and I, in fact, I invited him to come. And this guy and I ended up getting into these really ridiculous arguments. You know, he was from Poland and he had a certain idea of the church, and I, of course, my vision of the church didn't match his, and I was the pastor and he was the associate, and uh, we were the learned and the clever, right? So I remember one time he was criticizing me, and you know, often people criticize you not for what you do wrong, but for what you do right. Imagine this, the guy says to me, he goes, what is with the singing and the clapping and the telling of the joke? This is not liturgy. The God, the Pope would never allow such a thing. I was like, are you kidding me? That's what I do, man. <laughs> so we had this tension, right? So Easter Sunday morning, I forget what year it was, the Polish people had a mass at 6 a.m. and the first Spanish mass was at 7.30. Well, this guy got into it and he was preaching like a, uh, you know, a whole lot of preaching and he, then at the end of mass he had a big Eucharistic procession, they did it every year, but this time it ran up against the, the beginning of the 7.30 mass. So Mexican people are coming into the church Polish people are still out in this procession, and I'm mad. What the heck? How are they doing? How does, who does he think he is for crying out loud? This is ridiculous. These people deserve to have mass on time. We have several masses the rest of the day. It's going to mess up the whole schedule, and I was just hot. So I was seeing my you know, Mexican community come in, and at that same time, the Polish community was coming in, and I was, I was really, re really ready to kind of ream this guy out. And my Mexican friends come in the church and they're looking at the Polish people who are all dressed in their fancy Easter clothes, the Highlanders clothing of the Polish, you know, Highlanders. And all the Mexicans were like, ah, mira la ropa, how beautiful, look at that beautiful clothes. They had nothing. They weren't mad at all. I was the only one who was mad. What you kept hidden from the learned and the clever, you revealed to the mirror's children. They just wanted to celebrate Easter. I was all high and mighty about my schedule. You see what I'm saying? That happened to you? I know it does, right? And so then Jesus goes on to say, everything's been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son but the Father, and no one knows the Father but the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. This is the invitation. We believe in a God who wants to be in our hearts, who lives in us, right? Like the Father and the Son, this mutual indwelling. So what? Come to me, all you who are weary and find life burdensome, and I will give you rest. I love that image. You know, it's, it's not like he's going to give us a nap or, 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 or a, a break. More than that, it's, it's like revitalization, new life, you know. Learn from me. Come to me, all you who are weary and life, find life burdensome, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon your shoulders and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart, and your souls will find rest. You know what that means? It means new life. It means new perspective. It means not getting caught up in the same old, same old. How about it this week? Let's let that happen. Let's talk about 
God's energy, God's love. Look around and see the people. I remember one time I was talking to my brother. We were talking about a guy named Mike O'Neill. I said, do you know, do you know Mike O'Neill? And my brother said, the world's nicest guy. You know, there are a lot of people like that, aren't there? You see them, you know them, and everybody knows. It's the world's nicest guy. And he had the world's nicest wife, too, Margie. <laughs> you know, I'm in a, I've, I know a lot of people like that. And that gives me hope. Yesterday, I was with my uncle. He's in his 80s. He's, you know, sick and tired. And he's getting more and more cynical. You know, he just thinks the world has gone to hell in a handbasket. Everything's awful. I'm not going there, sisters and brothers. And I don't want you to go there either. I don't think God wants us to go there, right? You know what we ought to do? We ought to be like Joe Gagliardo. Let me tell you a story. Joe Gagliardo was a friend of my dad's. A really great guy, one of the world's nicest men, right? He owned Gagliardo Realty. He sold everybody houses in River Forest, Oak Park, Galewood, all, the, all that area where I grew up. So Joe Gagliardo was dying. And I went to see him. I brought him communion. I went several times. And you know how that is, right? Every time I went, Joe wrote me a check, you know. I was like, Joe, you don't have to write a check. No, no, Eddie, you know, I know you, you people need money. You know, he's really, really generous like so many people are. So I remember the last time I went, I got to his room, his, his condo, his wife Lorraine was there. Lorraine went to grade school with my mother. They knew each other since they were six years old. Those kind of people, you know what I'm talking about, right? So Joe is really sick. He's tired. He's, you know, like the gospel says, come to me all you who are weary and find life burdensome. He was just tired and sick. And he was about to die and he knew it. But he wasn't sad. So at the end of the time, Lorraine writes me a check, right? So Joe says to Lorraine, he goes, Lorraine, did you write Eddie a check? She said, yeah, Joe, I wrote him a check. And I'm standing right there. He goes, how much? She said, 50 bucks. He goes, too much. <laughs> I'm going to hold on to that memory for the rest of my life. You know, it was just this... This moment of humanity and grace and love. And he was joking, right? On his way to heaven, ready to go to that eternal rest. And he could joke with the world and me. We got a lot of people like that in our world, don't we? So let's do that this weekend. Let's look for the goodness. Look for the light. Look for the, those powerfully great relationships that God always puts in our lives. We are sons and daughters of God, brothers and sisters. Let's not play small. We're on our way to the kingdom. And we ought to act like it. So come. Wherever you are today, come. Come to the table. Come to the church. Come to the, the community. Come to life. Be the church that God needs us to be, right? And spread this goodness from sea to shining sea. Come, come unto me. I will make you a jewel, precious and rare, the glory you'll bear in the crown of God. Precious and rare, the glory you'll bear in the crown of God. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about all resources and events at Old St. Pat's, 
please visit our website at oldstpats.org. To stay up to date with new episodes, please follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Find us on Twitter at Old St. Pat's and on Instagram at Old St. Pat's Chicago. I'm Kate Anderson. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast. Podcast.